Hello, everyone. Welcome to Marvelous Movie Mondays with Kelsey and Dill. Uh, I am that second half of that Kelsey and Dill. I am Dill. And uh, on my right here is Kelsey. If you're watching on video, if you're listening, she is either on the left or right, whatever you want to <laughs> imagine and envision in your head if you're, if you're only listening to us. But, uh, Please Kelsey, put me on the right. That's my favorite side. So imagine <laughs> okay. me on the right of Dill. <laughs> I was going to say, even though we are not profile, we are still facing the camera. It's just you are positioned. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, no, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good, Dill. How are you yeah, doing? I'm doing very well. Yeah, some some awesome. big life life. Uh, what do you what do you call it? Um, Cha- life moves. I, I guess I, 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 it could be. Uh, yeah, Kelsey just got an apartment uh, or got approved for an apartment uh, in the I city. I sure did. Um, so she'll be moving, and we did secure our Doctor Strange tickets. That's right, Kelsey, yes. uh, her roommate James. Uh, his boyfriend, my roommate. We are all going. The five of us. We got our tickets. It was a, it was a, it was a process. Um, it, it, I it heard. Went, yeah. Uh, my news of the week is that yeah, that <laughs> the AMC app was the worst. And and at first it was all the apps. It was Fandango. It was all of them. Couldn't get tickets. But then it just became an AMC problem. And usually, if this was two or three years ago, you could just buy on Fandango or buy anywhere else. But because you know, there's this new AMC A list, and you technically get three tickets a month, uh, three tickets a week. Like you don't want to spend money if you get a free ticket. So it's like you have to wait mm. for the AMC app to load, and then the AMC app was not loading all day. You got to the seating chart, you picked the seats, and then you press proceed, and it said it wasn't working. Error, 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 error all day. We finally got through at night. Uh, we did not get any IMAX or Dolby screening, but it's because we went for the nicer seats rather than the nicer screens. Um, and we are officially approved to go see that opening night. Very, very excited. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. It was a hell of a process. AMC, get your shit together. But I'm very excited to see it nonetheless. Uh, Kelsey, yeah, you have thank any you other so news? much for uh, putting that up, putting yeah, that no, up with yes. that for us. Yeah, it's still. okay. I mean, uh, yeah, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> I also have some Doctor Strange related news. Cool. So we got a new addition to our trailer. I, they kind of have, I've noticed that they do this. You know, they kind of put out snippets as, you know, the movie mm-hmm. gets closer to the yeah, like, premiere date. Like and... TV spots, like something they can yeah. show for like 30 seconds in the middle of like a baseball game where there's a timeout. Or I guess you don't have timeouts in baseball, but like a basketball game, there's a timeout. Oh, we have time for like a 30 second commercial. Let's just throw a TV spot in there. Like That's kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, those kind of things. So a lot of people were talking about this one because we did get a Tommy and Billy reveal. Uh, spoiler alert if you haven't seen them. <laughs> I mean, we don't know for sure if they're not just in some sort of dream sequence, right. if they're just part of Wanda's imagination. Mm-hmm. We don't know if they're back back, but we did see them spotted in this little snippet. And yeah. Wanda does um, talk with Steven as he's saying his whole speech about mm-hmm. every night I have the same dream and every day I have the same nightmare. Yeah. She kind of says that along with him in this trailer. Yeah, Because well, also we, in the first trailer, we saw that shot of her literally like approaching herself and the yeah. self she was approaching looked like the WandaVision, you know, sitting on the couch talking to the camera self. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, you can kind of tell, like, there's going to be some sort of use of either flashback or flash forward or some sort of twisty multiverse shit. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. really exciting stuff. We'll see. It's a Tommy and Billy. They are back. Wiccan and Speed. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see how this goes. Um, I'm I'm very excited. It, it's it's impossible to theorize about Doctor Strange at this point because it, we have been told that you know it's going to be all over the place. It's going to be bonkers. It's going to be nothing like you've seen before. Um, so I'm excited and I, I'm not actually as nervous as I thought I'd be because you know it's in the hands of Sam <laughs> okay. Raimi. Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi's been making some good superhero movies gotcha. in the early 2000s. So I have faith they'll do it again. Um, trailers will look good. Um, I, I think I'm at the point now where I'm like, okay, I'm ready for another Marvel big screen thing. Cause like by the time Spider-Man came out, I was like, it almost feels like almost too much now where I'm like a little exhausted, but now I'm kind of back in the swing of things. Moon Knight's happening, which we're talking about today. You know, yeah. Morbius I got that out of, out of the way. And now we're like full <laughs> steam ahead, uh, ready for the rest of the year. Speaking of, we were talking about Moon Knight episode two. Um, we sure that are. is what you came here for. And 
you didn't pay for. I, I almost said that's what you paid tickets for, but <laughs> no, we are not selling tickets yet. Maybe someday. Oh, that could be a, a long-term goal. Like, like at the end of this, like we we have like a sell live tickets show. to a live podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a podcast taping where we can have like audience interaction and yeah, like make it a whole thing. Maybe we'll have like our own television program. Marvelous Whoa. movie Mondays. Um, you know, Kelly and Ryan have to retire at some point. You know what I mean? Um, so and Kelsey and Dale are ready to take their place. Right. Like, it has I, the I, same ring to it. Kelly right. and Ryan, I mean, Kelsey and Dale. As long as they give me Ryan Seacrest's ha- uh, hairstylist uh, <laughs> to, to do the show. I mean, I, that's part of the contract I will have written in. Anyway, um, Kelsey, tell us about Moon Knight episode two. We'll, let's dive right into it. All right. Episode two, titled Summon the Suit. Ooh, so exciting. I'm I'm having such a good time watching this show, Dill. I hope I you're enjoying too. it as yeah, much before, as I am. Before we get into it, I, I just want to say, yeah, like I'm really enjoying this. The thing I like best about the show is that we are finding out information as the main character is finding out information. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that we don't see a lot in these shows. Even Loki, where Loki was kind of finding out everything as it went along it was he was finding out through miss minutes like exposition dump and like you know like falcon the winter soldier sure. you know you, you, you kind of ease into it here we're going full steam ahead they kind of just dropped us into the action which i really like and as these episodes are progressing we're kind of getting a sense of what the overall story is gonna be we're kind of getting a more sense of structure but we're still in that kind of like mysterious mind space of being in steven's head or in this case mark's head at the, set, the end of this episode and like kind of just following mm-hmm. along for the ride um which i think is great there are some things that i think that limits us to but also i think it opens more doors than it closes so i'm very excited all right so here's my summary for episode two uh things get more dangerous for steven grant the more he learns about his alter ego mark specter that's right mark specter Get a lot yeah. more Mark in this episode because, as we know, the last episode ended with just a suit reveal of Mark. We got a little bit of Mark in the mirror, and then we got the Moon Knight suit, uh, or one of them at least. We sure um, did. Yeah. So, so it was really a, an exciting cliffhanger. I think that's the best way they could have ended that episode. And now, I, I almost feel like this is the episode where we really kind of get a sense of like what the main premise of the show is, rather than the introduction like first episode was the introduction of the character this one's kind of the introduction of like what is the goal overall objective of this show you know what i mean yeah totally so till this episode started off with basically just dealing with the aftermath of what steven went through at the museum so he was chased by what we now know are called jackals the giant dog mummy demon things from the egyptian mythical world um so he wakes up from a nightmare um goes to his job as he always does to the museum and he's there to chat with the security guard about the security footage and you know he's they're masking up tape because of all the damage that was done to the bathroom and and all that and he's like you know what let me check out this security footage because i think like i could help explain what happened because i was fully here and it was fully my fault but the only thing is is that the jackal is nowhere to be seen on this security footage or at least we can't see it. Steven can't see it. It's not showing up on camera. We don't know what's mm-hmm. going on. Ultimately, the museum does fire him because of his involvement with this event. And yeah. uh, they suggest that he gets help. They hand him some pamphlets. They're like, these are some doctors you can see. They're the best in the field. I Good wonder luck. if we'll see. I wonder if we'll see any crossover with our therapist from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Maybe that was my first thought. Wow. Maybe, she'll, maybe she'll fly in to London for this, or in this case, I, Egypt, because that's where he's ended up now. Um, yeah. Or or anywhere because oh, we yeah. don't know where the hell Stephen is now. But um, I was just like, oh, that'd be a fun little callback. But no, that would be fun. Therapy is important. Crossover is important. Watch it's, the Sopranos. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> so. There's this great little moment I took uh, note of, Dill, when he's talking to the HR representative at the museum. And he says, you know, like, whatever it is you're going through, just know you're not alone. And Stephen just so, like, subtly says to himself, yeah, well, that's part of the problem, isn't it? (laughs) And it's just like, it's those little moments (laughs) that just really make me chuckle because he's just so tragically funny. Yeah, I think later on, too, on, like, one of the buses, there's, like, an ad for that like group or whatever and it says you are not alone type thing like like they constantly remind oh, us nice. of little subtle visual and audio gags and like even the music they choose somehow yeah. like correlates to this idea of this mirroring you know multiple dual personality type dichotomy thing so it's, it's really interesting 
No, totally. Uh, so Steven decides that he needs to just get a grip on his life. He needs to start taking control of whatever it's happening because, you know, his life's falling apart. He lost his job. He doesn't know what's happening to him. He needs some answers. So he goes searching for them by using, by looking for the storage unit of the key that he found in his flat. And he finally gets to the right one. The The security guard working there recognizes him. He's like, yeah, I never forget a face. And it's like, well, I feel like most people don't forget faces. That's that was like a weird flex to include. I don't know. Um, I mean, and- if you work in a place <laughs> where people are always coming and going, like I guess your front front desk, like usually you see so many people a day that it's like, you know, for him to be like, oh, I recognize you. I, I don't know. I guess it depends on what what type of business your front desk of. I guess like if it's more of a seclusive thing, maybe it's like yeah, you see the same people every day. But if it's something bigger. Like you know, front desk of the you know Natural History Museum or something. Like you're probably going to see so many more people. Yeah, um, millions of faces know. a day. But I don't know. I always find it weird when people are like, "Yeah, I'm so good with faces, not so good with names." And I'm like, "Yeah, I feel like that's the case for most people." <laughs> anyway, right, yeah, even if you're not good with names, like I feel like yeah, you're always better with faces than names ever. Like right, unless you spend all your time <laughs> like working via email where you never see people's faces at all. I guess. Yeah. I yeah, I don't know. Weird. Um, so it is storage locker number 043. You know me, I'm numbers girl. So I did yeah. have to look into this just in case there's an off wow. chance it has anything to do with yeah, anything. I looked, at, I looked into the other half of this, which was the QR code, which we'll talk about in a sec too. But oh, what was, okay. What was, the number? what was the number? What was the number? Wait, did you hold your phone up to the QR code? Yeah, so for the past two episodes, for anyone who didn't realize, yeah, there's been a QR code in both episodes, and they both unlocked these little Moon Knight comics, which is really cool. That's all it is. It's like just a little comic. Wait, that's uh, so comic. cool. Yeah, Damn, so like the, the QR s- codes actually work. Um, Mine is yeah. so much less interesting than that. Well, anyway, <laughs> okay. I just Googled, you know, 1043 Marvel yeah, and, what, and found what, that what? it was a comic book issue, I think released in 2021, where it was essentially just there's like a uh, like a phoenix saga of comic books where the um all the avengers are going after this uh phoenix nice. person whatever cool maybe so, that's a clue to something who knows maybe, maybe dark phoenix will come dark phoenix who sophie get, turner a, are you there i will say i did get some reminder of, of a certain x-man which i will not say now but when we get to the suit, I'll tell you what I was thinking of. But okay, I'd love to hear that too. Little weapons, yeah. No, I'll get there. I'll get there. So, other than the number and the QR code, this is what we find in the storage locker itself. We see a bunch of like camping and tactical gear, um, a, a, a closet full of clothes. There's a cot and um, a duffel bag filled with a bunch of different currencies from a bunch of different countries, and he finds a passport. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. And he also finds the gun. That was very funny how the he like took it more, out with two fingers. I don't know why I went to the gun first because it was probably the more striking thing. But yeah. no, that's fair. No, the gun was also an important yeah. uh, detail to note for sure. Uh, but even more important, the uh, Mark Spector's passport. So mm-hmm. I did. Oh, yes. And he also finds the scarab this was the moment this was the scene dill where i really picked up on this i mean i noticed this in the first episode too but this is when i really like settled in and i was like oh this is very much a choice and they're doing this on purpose and it's the use of reflective surfaces so you can constantly see his reflection in a bunch of different things they do Mm -hmm. it you know more subtly in in the first episode but Mm -hmm. then you like it, it was during this moment because like all of the walls are reflective mm-hmm. in that storage unit. So you can see him like all four angles. So I was like, ah, this is a choice. They're doing this on purpose. Yeah. Good for you. Uh, set design team. Very good. I, I picked up on that. Yeah. And he also finds a scarab. So the scarab starts floating in his touch and it <laughs> seemingly starts leading him somewhere. He even says, oh, it's I think snitch like, yeah. 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 He was like, I, I, you know, I think you'd you were a compass, but you're not pointing north or or anything. Mm-hmm. So he's not really sure what the scarab's doing. Now, I did have to read the passport just in case there was anything really truly right. interesting <laughs> on it. So I do I do have some really fun facts about Mark Spector. Cool. And it's really only that his birthday is March 9th, 1987. Huh. And he is from Illinois. 
Cool. Very cool. So, oh yeah. Okay, I get that now. Cause, cause I hear a little Chicago in Mark's voice. You know, that's what I was going to say uh, later down the line. I'm like, oh my god, the way he says like bag later on, it's very like bag, like it's yeah, very, give it a bag. very yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like, is Oscar Isaac? I don't know where, cause I know he's got roots in a lot of places. Let me let me look real quick while you're continuing. Yeah, uh, sure. Oh, I found so it. Then... Okay, sorry. <laughs> that was way quicker than I thought. Oh, he okay, was, please. Uh, yeah, share. he was born in, I knew he was born yeah, elsewhere. He was born in Guatemala. Um hmm. but he grew up in Brooklyn or he lives in Brooklyn now, I guess. Oh, yeah. cool. I don't know where he grew up, but he lives in Brooklyn. Oh, wait, no, I have where he grew up. Um, ba, 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 ba. they moved around the country, including DC, Virginia, Louisiana, Maryland. Yeah, he was moving around everywhere. Oh, wow, settled, he's settled he's somewhere in everywhere. Miami, Miami Beach, and then grew up, uh, lived in Brooklyn. It lives in Brooklyn now, I guess. I don't know if he's in Brooklyn. Come on our podcast. We're, we're all now in the city now, so yeah, let's <laughs> exactly. Let's, let's all go hang, hang out, out with Oscar Isaac. <laughs> good old Oscar. Uh, oh, so man, then Mark Isaac. shows up in the storage unit, he starts talking it to him through the reflection this is now what i'm calling the mirror dimension not to be confused with the real mirror dimension from the doctor strange movies but for argument's sake and about this show on this podcast right now mark is talking to steven through the mirror dimension um and he doesn't he's basically like listen i can't have you interfering anymore i just got i just have to like pay my debt off to this guy and then you you'll have the body but Right now, I need it. And so we learn a lot about Mark in this moment. We learn that he is the avatar to the moon god, Khonshu. Yep. And that, you know, he deals, you know, he, you know, does all the dirty work, basically, for him. He deals with people who, yeah, exactly. Deals with people who uh, do Kashu wrong. And then... Mark is like, listen, I'm taking this stuff to the police. I'm turning myself in. I don't want to hurt anyone else. You're not controlling my life. I'm getting out of here. Steven, of course. Steven, did I say Mark? Mark. Yeah. Oh, I meant Steven. It's it's a common, it's a common uh, mistake. (laughs) Listen, you can't blame me. They look exactly alike. Do they? I don't see it. I don't see it. Oh, come on. You have to see some similarities. It's like when people say that Sharpay looks like Maddie from Sweet Life is Zack and Cody. I I just don't see it. You know, do you get that joke? (laughs) Do you remember yes. that episode where they're auditioning for yes. the musical? She says, yes, people I do. think I look exactly like Sharpay. And the director's like, no, I, don't I don't see it. it. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's the joke I was making. Uh, I, I, I hate how I have to explain the joke because everyone knows the joke. I just, I'm the type of person that likes to explain the joke right after he's made the joke. And it makes the joke way less funny that way. Anyway, carry on. Okay, thanks, Still. Thanks for that fun fact. <laughs> so before, oh, obviously, before here. Steven can do any of this, Kashu shows up. And Dill, I have to say, I'm quite embarrassed because I realized that Kashu does not have multiple legs like the spider monkey. Oh, you brought it up again. Oh, I'm going to have nightmares now. He doesn't have <laughs> he multiple have... legs. Those are he just almost... his little flaps from his mummy say, he, dress. Yeah, he had, like, he had like dressings that like looked like legs. So it was a valid comparison, but he's much more frightening legs. up close. Like, like his face yeah. is a little like... Like uh, it almost looks like the skeleton of like a dinosaur bird type thing. Yeah, it's very frightening. Um, especially the fact that it doesn't move its mouth. It's just the voice of F. Murray Abraham's voiceover, like in a really grizzled, like you know, like yeah. Venom esque voiceover. It's it's frightening. Um, I honestly it, like that we got a bunch of shots of him this time. Right. I like it makes I like more seeing humanized. him. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and I was I was telling my roommate this when I was watching. It was like the the scene with him in the actual corridor. With like the you know the lights going the back elevator? And on and off and stuff, not even the elevator, like oh, in, no, in the hallway tra- of, uh, gotcha, in this gotcha. episode. Yeah, it was scary to me. I was like, oh, like I'm yeah. I'm, a little, I'm skeeved out. Like it, it was, they do a good job like making it visually interesting, but also like kind of frightening because like they want to mm-hmm. go darker with this character. You know, there there's a few curse words in this one. It's a darker overall aesthetic. It's you know, it's it's definitely a diversion from like Hawkeye. You know what I mean? Or yeah. um, or even like. Uh, even even though some of the movies, you know, they get dark, but never. I, I don't think we've gotten this dark in the MCU specific. I don't no, think. yeah. Uh, except they, for maybe Infinity War. I don't know. Honestly, Dill, I was gonna make this comment later, but you're bringing up a really good point about this show. Is that they're 
they're doing a really good job of handling a bunch of different elements like mm -hmm. they're doing horror really well there this is like one a case where they're handling like the the humor and the comedy really well yeah, like where we felt in the past yeah. it's not forced at all like it's just so mm -hmm. subtle with all like the you know the quirks and and all the things that you know steven grant has and that oscar isaac's yeah. doing as steven you know all those like quick little quips he he has like where he mm -hmm. says oh yeah that's part of the problem isn't it and then there's even a moment where he's talking to Mark in this scene and he goes, I don't care how handsome you are. I'm not doing what you're telling me. Yeah. And it's like, well, oh, I get I it. Think, yeah, the thing with comedy is that the more serious the yeah. person saying it takes it, the funnier it is. I feel like sometimes in some of these Marvel movies, they're kind of really overtly going for the comedy. You know, yes. that's what makes a character like Drax so funny is that he's genuinely mm -hmm. believing everything he says. Here, I think it's the same thing when he's literally saying like, you see that's part of the problem he's literally like that's like that's my that's my problem but as an audience yeah. member you're laughing because it's a funny line and i think that's the difference and i think that's what separates some marvel movies and shows from others is like how far they go with the comedy and then how self-aware the characters are in in the fact that they are saying the comedy versus just saying their own natural you know responses to things and it just being funny by coincidence and i think that's yeah. much funnier than any other little quips and gags and things that you see even in the earliest of phase one you know what i mean no yeah totally yeah. you're 100 right so before uh kashu can get con conchu conchu he's not Kanchu a nut. Can... <laughs> Kashu. before cashew can get to him uh layla shows up on a motorcycle and is able to uh get steven out of there lickety split Mm -hmm. uh because she tracked him with the cell phone that he turned right. on so and, i'm glad that they know. explained that because it was yeah. kind of random that she was and, just and there we find out we found out a little later that she's like his actual wife but i feel like i couldn't remember if they actually like established that in the first episode that they were married or if it was just mm. me remembering from the comics but like we knew she was coming at some point this voice on the phone this yeah. other person and we know if we you know if you know the comics well enough you know that he is married this mark character is married and steven is not so like it's very interesting when you see her because this was one of the elements where i almost like experiencing everything in real time with steven is very effective but for this i was kind of like anything that happened with her character i wasn't as invested in because i just don't know her well enough but i get how sure. it is effective because steven doesn't know her so it's kind of like you know yeah the give and take it's like the audience feels a little closed off from her almost like to where we don't really get the stakes with her character but at the yeah. same time i'm like but as someone who's look, looking at this in mark's or sorry steven's perspective it makes sense that we are also kind of like who's who's this bitch <laughs> like you know what i mean yeah um and that was me this no, one yeah, totally. i was like who, who is this? what what is she what like why should i care about this person but you know i i know that you know there's an ulterior motive there's a bigger purpose with her character so it, it's yeah an interesting introduction you know so we find out a lot about Layla and Mark's the dynamic between the two of them. As you say, we find out that, you know, they are married and Steven mm -hmm. is just trying so hard. He is desperately trying to explain his situation that he has no idea who she is, that what's going on, what he's supposed to be doing. Like he is just, you know, Steven Grant who works at a gift shop or at least, oh, I did work at, the, at a gift shop. And like, this is, I've just been living a normal life where I have to chain myself to my bed every night because I thought I right. just slept walked, slept, sleep walked, sleep walked. Anyway, sleep walked. Yeah, sleep walked. Yeah. Okay. Uh, during the scene, I did pick up on something that Layla said. I didn't know if this was going to come back later or anything, but he does mention that. Um, oh, that he. Uh, oh, it was his mom's flat that he lives mm -hmm. in, and she says, "Oh, so you're talking to, so you and your mom are talking again." And it's interesting because the only other time that we've heard of like his mom or anything is that he's just been leaving her voicemails this whole, whole time. So are they talking again? Who's to say? I don't know. The, the mom mystery is going to be very interesting to see unfold. Like this is the one mystery that I think like none of us are really clued in on what is going on with the mom. If the mom even exists, if she's real, if the mom is in on it, outside of it, anything like that. I was even asking Landon when I was watching this, I was like, wait, so like, Steven lives with the mom, but Mark lived with her, but Mark hasn't been around. So she's because I'm trying to like wonder where Mark is when Steven when Mark is taking over. But I guess he only pops in when he is Moon Knight and then pops out and is in this like mirror dimension, which is why he hasn't been there. It's just interesting because if yeah. they're married, I was like, wouldn't he live at home with her? But then I realized that Mark is not around as much as Steven is. It's just going to be very interesting to kind of like piece together exactly what the scenario is with like Mark 
being there versus Steven being there and these other people in their lives and like where exactly they are in all of their different relationships. And I like that about the show is that I'm still kind of guessing and piecing it all together, you know? Yeah, totally. So things get start to get, you know, a little uh, complicated. Maybe Steven has, is developing a little bit of a crush on Layla. I don't know. I was picking up on some vibes just because they shared the thing about, Oh, like that's my favorite poem. What are you talking about? That's my favorite poem. Like they, they're sharing these similarities. He knows if it is a you know split personality it's it's still the same body body like i assume there's some type of similar attraction i don't know much about multiple personalities and stuff like that like i really don't know the extent of like actual emotions and like attitudes toward things like does one like spicy food does one not does one (laughs) you know is one could one be gay and one be straight like i don't know how multiple personality disorder works and stuff if you if you do know and you want to like chime in and let us know um because i think it's very interesting like how much of mark and steven are the same like because of their biologicalness uh, similarity you know um, and that's just something I want to like further research because I think it's interesting that like you bring that up, like he had like a little crush and I didn't, I didn't even think about that, but I was like, I guess it would make sense since they, they both have the same hormones, same, you know, literal body, same attractions, I guess. Um, yeah. It'd be interesting to see how much of these personalities, what, what they do share and what they don't share uh, since they are so different, but also one of the same. Yeah. And cause she, you know, she brings up the divorce papers. She's like, you sent mm-hmm. these to me, but you never signed them. And he's like, divorce papers? I would never divorce you. And I was like, oh, my God, Steven, you're so sweet. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's just trying to explain the situation when knock, knock, knock on the door, two police officers show up. And right. Steven assumes that uh, they're here from the museum, that they just want to talk about what happened at the mm-hmm. museum. They're here to, you know, lock him away and throw away the key. He, he's not sure what's going on. Uh, so we find, so Layla just books it. She hides on the roof because she's like, I'm not getting in this mess, whatever's going yeah, on and this here. This is where we kind of know she's in on something or like yeah. she's had experience she, with this scarab or something along the lines of. Yes. She also has the scarab at this point. I, I should have yeah, mentioned. She's, she's taken it. Yes. Yes. And, Which I didn't realize when I watched it, but yes. <laughs> Until no, after yeah. the fact. <laughs> so then the police take him in. They're like, you're coming with us. Uh, so we learn a few things about Mark's past as well through these two police officers that Mark is a full-blown international fugitive. He attacked a group of archaeologists and killed one of them execution style. So we're we're not really sure what happened there. I'm sure we'll get the full details. It's probably just one Maybe. of those like misinterpreted situations, you know, sort of thing. Because, or you know, you hear that and it's like... Or is it a lie to try to like... You know, or is it a bold face lie? You're right. To try to manipulate Steven because they know he's vulnerable. They know that if they say this stuff, like maybe Steven would be quick to turn Mark over uh, and essentially turn himself over that way. You know, because we know when we see the guy adjust the mirror that it has he has a tattoo like he is. Yeah. In there. They are in on whatever Ethan Hawke's got going on or Arthur's got going on. So, like, yeah, I have so- to imagine that this is either a fabricated thing or like they're not hearing this information for the first time. Like, cause she's like pulling information up on her little like iPad thing. And that's not the first time she's seen this information or this information is something she's lying to Steven about to try to like manipulate his brain. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So like you said, do we find out that these two are very much not police officers that they are in the, you know what? This might be kind of niche, but okay. The, the first time I saw this tattoo was you know, it's the scales, it's, you know, the balancing mm-hmm. scales. And what I thought of as an astrology nut was that's the symbol for Libra. So in my head, I've been oh. calling them the Libra cult. So that's just what I might refer to them as now on. Okay. Um, yes. So the indecisive that's the, they, Libra cult. <laughs> they are in the indecisive Libra cult. Yes. As well. Yes, ex- precisely. And there's this really cool cinematography moment in the car. I don't know if you saw this where it kind of becomes like a point of like in a Steven's point of view, almost sort of thing where mm. he's like, well, he's like, are we going to the police station? And then they kind of like zoom out and they're like, well, why, why, why would you, uh, why would you think that? And then it's, you know, it's like this, it's yeah. this another element of like unsettling us as the audience yeah. where it's like now we are physically like in the car with Steven being like yeah. driven God knows where with God knows who, you know what I yeah. mean? It, it's so it's us like, figuring things out as Steven figures things out. And this is where I think it's a strength where it's like, 
you know, you can have, so you can play so much with the design to make everything feel like you are seeing it when the character is seeing it. Um, which, you know, I, I said about how, like, it made me feel like I wasn't as invested in the wife's character, but here I'm very invested. Cause like, I know Steven at this point, I kind of get it. I get the vibe. I get what's going on. And, and that, that whole just, Oh, you go, your mic good. Yeah. I'm just, it's, it's like, it slowly lowers on me right. throughout the podcast. Like it or starts you're just level getting taller as it's going on, you know, slowly. if I'm growing, then <laughs> hell is freezing over because I haven't grown since like sophomore year of high school. You've grown, so, you've grown in here. You've grown in your heart in your, in your head, intellectually, in your head and your heart and <laughs> your mind. Um, yeah. Yes. My only, my love can grow from this from here on out and my hatred. I like to keep a balance. I'm in the Libra cult. Yes. Uh, what? Anyway. <laughs> She's a Leo in a Libra cult. Oh my God. Reference? Thank you for knowing my Zodiac sign, Dill. That was so oh, sweet of you. Can, trust me. I can never forget. Um, <laughs> also it's because I'm such a Leo. Born the day before I, you. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, that's and true. She that's makes true. it known that she's a Leo. Um, but also, uh, did you get my, my joke at all? No. The Chris Farley fat guy in a little coat. No. Oh no, I I don't think I know that one. It's a dad reference. It's an old reference. Continue. Oh, okay. (laughs) So yes, we are now in Libra cult territory. So uh, Stephen has another interaction with Mark through the mirror dimension. He's in the reflection of the window, and he's like, "I'm I'm not letting you like take over the body. Like I don't want to hurt anyone." And this is how Ethan Hawke's character Haro, I've been calling him. you know, learns a little bit more about Steven's situation. So he kind of just takes him around the refugee camp of Libra cult members and is like, listen, like, this is just our way of life. I know now what's going on. It's, it's Conchu that uh, Mark is working for, isn't it? And he's trying to explain to him that like, Kanchu can't be trusted. Like, is he here now? Like, what's he saying to you? And Kanchu shows up. And let me tell you, Dill, this was the moment where I decided I really liked Kanchu a lot because oh, he just good. goes, kill him. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> he just, like, no, like, no yeah. beating around the bush, yeah. nothing. He was just like, kill him. Mm. And then he's like, is he telling you to kill me? Like, it's, it's just like, you, I can. I just find the comedy in, in, in this. You know what I mean? You know, it's just I, I, might have glossed, I might have glossed over that moment because right before this moment, they're all sitting in this like theater with headphones on watching a video of dolphins and flamingos. And this oh, is where yeah. I was, like my mind was racing for a good minute and a half after this. So I kind of missed the next minute and a half of what happened of like the lentil soup and all that because I was like, sure. I was trying so hard to figure out like, what is the <laughs> symbolism there? I kind of get the dolphin thing because like they can stay underwater but they have to come up to breathe. And that made me think of like Steven and Mark, like Mark is hiding under the water, but Mark has to come up and breathe and like become the moon moon Knight, or he can hide in like the mirror. Like I got that symbolism, you know, you live above and below the water. If you're a dolphin, just like Steven and Mark live above and below this mirror or whatever. But the flamingo thing, I'm still like, what the fuck <laughs> and i don't know if there I, is a symbolism there or if we're just meant to be weird the fact that they're all watching these like nature documentaries but i was like the dolphins make a little sense but i'm still i don't know about the flamingo all i know about flamingos is that they are white at birth and then because of their diet of eating shrimp they turn pink that is all i know about flamingos and i don't think it has mm. anything to do with moon Knight. so interesting if, if you find anything out about flamingos and how it could relate to the show please let us know in the <laughs> comments because i my mind is still reeling and, re- and uh, racing from that. Well, maybe the dolphin represents Mark and Steven's situation, and maybe the flamingo represents someone completely else. I don't know. Yeah, maybe like the, the the wife or whatever. She needs, you know, she she was a white bird, and then Mark was her her shrimp that turned her pink. But now she's losing her feathers. I have no idea. Is, um, wow, I, is that I, true? They turn pink because they eat shrimp. Yeah, yeah, they're wow. like almost like translucent in the fact that like yeah, the, the shrimp diet dyes their feathers pink. Like they're not born pink. It's it's weird. It's interesting interesting imagine if that that. was like us like because you know americans we eat a lot of meat like imagine we just turning slowly like grayer and redder (laughs) because we eat red meat or some shit like oh my god or like you you eat a lot of like salad and you turn green like like imagine if humans had that problem i guess not. what food would you eat if if you had to change the color what food Hmm. would you choose to eat well, after Willy Wonka, I wouldn't want anything blue or purple. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that's probably, probably no gobstoppers well, I, I for just, me. I really no, like you. pasta, so maybe I'd just turn like 
<laughs> yellow like a like a simpsons character <laughs> yeah like bart simpson but like with a little tint of marinara you know <laughs> okay interesting i don't know i think I i'd know. eat a lot of nuts because i like the shades of nuts and i've always wanted like nice like olive toned skin okay. <laughs> don't don't make that face of me because i said nuts okay i'm talking about pecans walnuts peanuts okay uh, cashews, and I've, I've always wanted a shade of skin where i could tan nicely in the summer see okay. i just get more freckly mm. because i'm just so irish and pale gotcha. but um anyway yeah, I don't, that's, I don't know. that's I mean, what i would eat if only we, we the flamingo theory let us know in the comments below <laughs> if you could like turn different colors based on the food you ate which would you like to be um, maybe you would choose a strawberry and become nice and nice and red. Maybe you choose a banana and become yellow. Maybe you choose a grape and become, well, whatever color grape you decide to eat. Because <laughs> mm. there's multiple colors. We're red off track though. Uh, let's get back to the lentil soup and the the uh, reveals of of this this plan because this is kind of where we get the idea of what the show is gonna be. You know, like yeah, like yeah. the fact we where really, we where we need to get like our destination. We're we're really at the meat and potatoes here and and, and the lentils. Would you ha eat potatoes? What? <laughs> I, I made the joke before you could, I Jill. You I, I knew you were going to say that. Mm. I did have to write this down because it made me chuckle. Uh, randomly, yeah. while they're walking around the refugee camp, Stephen Grant just goes, goat. <laughs> he just points out a goat. And I just yeah. love that for him because that's exactly what I would do if I was in that right. situation. I'd be looking around at all these Lieber cult people and I would see a goat and go, goat. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then Ethan Hawke's expression is great after. He goes, oh, yes. Like, he oh, just kind of like yes. looks at, oh, the goat. Yes. That's the neighborhood <laughs> goat. Chompy. Yeah, I, I'm sure they make good cheese. I mean, I know they make good cheese, but I'm sure that goat in particular makes some really good cheese. Yeah, he probably does. Indecisive cheese because he's in the Lieber cult. Uh, so. <laughs> Sorry, any Libras listening. I, I, that's <laughs> It's the only thing I know about Libras is that they're indecisive and that both my parents are them. So, like, I don't know if, you know, I, I both really don't of know your much. parents are Libras. My mom is October 12th. My dad's, or no, my dad's October 12th. My mom's October 19th. So, yeah, they're both wow. Libras. Wow. Just like me and Jake are both. Oh, no, no. Jake is after Aries. So, whatever comes after Aries. Taurus. Taurus. Yeah, it's weird because both my parents are Libras and both my sisters are Leos. It's not. It's not. It's interesting. It's. It's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you're. And, and both my roommates here. are Scorpios. Actually, Landon and Dave are both Scorpios. So wow. I, honestly, I, I like. I guess I just end up. You being just like, like the duality of everything. Dual. Per, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I love that way of life for you, Dale. Yeah, I'm just um, the bread for the peanut butter and jelly. I guess. There you go. Or no, or I guess they're the bread because they're the same, and I'm the peanut butter and jelly in the middle, just like between these two similar things, like my parents and you know my sisters yeah. and my roommates. You know, they're all you're you know, just the glue that holds everyone together. No, I'm. Uh, I, no, uh, I wouldn't say so, but yeah, <laughs> I I'd say so. Okay, sure, thanks. You're welcome. So <laughs> Haro. Uh, we learn a lot about Haro in this in this scene. So, that's, that's, uh, like uh, I said, Arthur, we're getting right? to that's... the lentils, the meat, and potatoes. That, huh? Is that who is that? Haro? Oh, is that his last name? Yeah, I think his name's Arthur Haro. Right. I I, I keep thinking of him as Arthur because in the subtitles they say Arthur, not Haro. Yeah. That's why my brain's like, who's Haro? And I'm like, at some point he sense. says he said in the first episode like, oh, call me Haro or something. Oh, um, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. And so he knows what caught. Conchu is up to because he used to be Conchu's avatar, so he knows all his little, uh, you know, right. all his tricks, all the tricks yeah. he has up his. Who does he? Yeah, who who do I believe? Do I believe him? Ex I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um. So essentially, this is this is the plot of of our show here is that it is the race to Amit's tomb. Okay, everybody is just trying to get there because. Haro is trying to get there because he needs to resurrect Amit to bring her power back into life. You know, they they want to rip evil like a root, like they want to get rid of everyone who's who could, you know, cast evil later on in their life, even though they are innocent until proven guilty. Right. As and he Stephen makes the point of like, on. yeah, like, are we going to kill kids? If they yeah. end up doing something dark later in life, like you're just going to kill children. Then everyone just stands there silently. He's like. Oh, okay, okay. So you're just like all on board with this killing kids. Okay, yeah. Well, well I don't want to be a part of that. And it's yeah. actually really funny. That's another instance where he's like legitimately serious, and it's hilarious because of his reaction. Because everyone else yeah. would have that reaction, you know, watching it. Unless you're a sociopath watching it or psychopath watching the show, you'd all be like, um, 
okay, okay like that's a little weird. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. And he needs the scarab to do this because as we saw in the storage room, the scarab was acting as some sort of compass, but he it was not leading it to true north or anything. It was actually leading Steven to um its tomb. And that's why everybody mm. needs to get a hold of the scarab. Obviously, Mark and Conchu want to get to the tomb before them so that they can stop all this madness from happening because Amit is, you know, going to take out a bunch of innocent people who might change their path before they actually do evil. You know, you got to give people a chance. Uh, so obviously, Steven is uh, not on board with any of this because he does not want to be a child murderer. Uh, the worst kinds of murderers, I think, in my opinion. I'll go on record yes. and say that. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's it. a controversial I mean, all, opinion. I mean, AMAB, all murders are bad, but like, especially child murderers. Like, you know, yeah. I mean? it's, it's like that gif of the, or, or that vine or whatever. The only thing like, worse than a rapist, than boom, a, than a, a rapist. child. A child. Yeah, it's, it's like that. Yes, yeah. Exactly. So then Layla shows up again, Layla to the rescue, and she says, I have the scarab. And this was kind of dumb. I don't know why she took the scarab right <laughs> to the, the enemy, but and this, and this you know, is where I wish I just are. knew the character better because I was like, bitch, why are you doing that? Why are you showing off that you have the scarab? You know that's bad news because you've told us earlier that you were in on this earlier. Like, like it doesn't make yeah. any sense sense unless you're just trying to protect Steven, but you don't know Steven enough. To protect him it's just weird it, it was and weird. it's also like she's not fully on board that she believes steven is steven she just thinks this is mark doing a kitschy little bit exactly. you know so but but it's like so then he she shouldn't need to worry about protecting him because she's probably like mark can protect himself you know what i mean like yeah. i don't know her motive here <laughs> yeah. except for disney being like we need to progress the plot <laughs> oh my god what if it's a plot twist and what if she's evil oh you know what probably probably this is where yeah these are the theories we can theorize about because we are not moon knight experts you know i've read a few mm. comics kelsey's not read any but like we we are both very much like outsiders of this like moon knight mythology so maybe she is evil who knows that's a good prediction that's a good prediction sharon carter yeah we yeah, a sharon carter a power, power broker, broker situation let's see <laughs> yeah so now was. we have a good old-fashioned chase sequence and layla looks at uh steven and says summon the suit what are you doing and he's like summon the soup excuse me <laughs> he's summoning the suit he i did not summon you dear okay i i'm busy i i'll be with you in a minute okay oh it's fine my. it's fine he he's sharing his excitement he's He's like, You're this is the moment. Very vocal with about Moon Knight right now. I know you want me to lay down, but it's just not going to happen, my guy. And no one's home either, so I have to deal with this. It's okay. Well, why don't why don't I talk about the suit a little bit? Because because can still hear me. Um, this was, I mean, this this summon the suit moment. You know, like she kicks a lot of ass. This jackal basically, because I think this is the next thing in the in the sequence. The jackal comes through, and she, of course, like everyone else on the security cameras, can't see the jackal. So she's like, "What? What are you talking about?" He's like, "The jackal, the jackal, the jackal," and he gets flung out the window. And that's when Conchu's voice comes in. He's like, "Summon the suit," and he says it: "Suit, suit, suit." And then he has this epic. There, there's this really amazing editing trick where it just kind of like cuts so quickly to him just in a superhero landing in this suit and it's just like you kind of have to process it all as it's happening and, and it's it's really funny because it's like the superhero landing that we've all kind of made fun of but it still looks so fucking cool every time um and, and then you see this suit and the first thing i thought of was it looks just like deadpool because without the hood <laughs> it looks like deadpool this is the x-man i was referring to earlier i was like he looks oh just like gotcha and then he pulls out these two little things and they look like Deadpool's little, like, nunchuck little things. Like, I was like, this oh, looks like yeah. Deadpool. Or the dagger, whatever they're called. Um, I gotcha. I was like, this this looks like Deadpool because of the way the eyes are and the no, no mouth and all that stuff. Um, yeah. But I, I think it's hilarious that he ends up in a three-piece suit. I know this is a comics thing, but I think it's just hilarious to me because I hadn't seen this in the comics. Like, just him in this suit. I thought it was hilarious because, of course, Steven would be in this, like, three-piece suit with the moon knight face rather than like that really cool cape and all that mummified stuff that yeah uh, the mark's got going i i thought that whole sequence was very very funny and he's like what you cool. said summon a suit i did and mark's like yeah not like colonel sanders what are you doing here <laughs> right oh, this uh, three piece suit. yeah 
So we see this invisible fight moment happening where nobody else can see the jackal except for uh, Steven, who's fighting it and yeah. not doing a very good job because he's Steven no. Grant and not well, a trained mercenary. I will say there are a few moments where you can kind of see that, like, because of the suit, he has, like, a little bit of strength. Like, when he grips sure. on the car and it kind of, like, yeah, squeezes yeah, the metal. Yeah. And then, like, there's another part, totally. part where he kind of, like, does something. He's like, whoa, I did it. Like, there are a few glimpses where it's like, okay, well, he has the capability, but he's just not trained. So he doesn't know how to use this ability. Um, which is which is again adding to the comedy without trying to be overly funny because it mm-hmm. is still ultimately a very serious situation and he knows it and all of us know it uh, because it's actually kind of terrifying. It almost reminds me of the Invisible Man when she's fighting in her kitchen and she's being like hoisted up and like mm. you know by this invisible presence and we know what's supposed to be there but because we can't see it, it just adds extra like horror element to it. Really, yeah. really interesting. Really well directed. Really well choreographed action sequence, and probably saved a little bit of VFX money because now instead of having to create a creature, all you have to do is remove a little green screen. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So ultimately, Stephen realizes that like hmm, this isn't going so well. Mark is like, more people are going to get hurt if you don't let me get involved here. So let me take over and and you know fix this for you. So mm-hmm. Stephen says, you know what? Fine, you take over. Get this done. I'll, you know, do what you got to do. So Mark gets into the proper Moon Knight suit. We see him kind of take, you know, these boomerang uh, blade things off of his chest that are, you know, a part of, yeah, Yeah. a part of his uh, uh, chest gear and all Mm -hmm. this stuff. And he has this great moment where he's just running on uh, rooftops and we see a shot of him, like, jump from one rooftop to the next with the nice, like, half crest crescent waning waxing crescent in the background i i don't know which one but halfway through like there's a few little slow-mo moments and i'm like why wouldn't they choose to make the slow-mo shot when he's jumping over the moon because that's your money shot Mm. that's your trailer Mm. shot that's your like like him that's your et moment and like that's the part where i was like oh wait he just jumped over okay and then the next part was slow-mo i was like they should have put the slow-mo here to get this like really cool image of him just like jumping over the moon because it is a very cool image i know we've seen it in the trailers but like it's really really cool yeah. Um, and I love this moment, Dill, because he uses his boomerangs, which I talked about when I first did research on Mark right. Spector, that he had these cute little boomerangs. And I'm trying to find the notes in my um uh uh in my handy dandy Marvel notebook. Encyclopedia mm-hmm. research. Is this the research on him? Oh no, damn it. That's from that's from Daredevil. Anyway, he has these cute little <laughs> boomerangs. I love them because I was mm-hmm. like, I read about those in my encyclopedia. Right. Um so now we have Steven locked in the mirror dimension. And Haro unfortunately gets the scarab because it fell out of, you know, Steven mm-hmm. or well, um first we need to talk about how he how he defeats this jackal, which I think is the most like, oh, like, right. kind of gnarly cool thing in the episode where he kind of like hoist it over his head almost like shrek in that scene where he's beating up all the people and jumps off this building and just like impales him on this spike and then he fades to yeah. dust almost like voldemort and i was like that is so cool i was just like this is like th- this is badass like yeah. half the show is, is funny half the show is mysterious and dark but like overall it's badass just every frame of this thing 100 I, I love it i love it and so he, you know, he and then we see the, yeah. the we see the use of the boomerang because once the jackal does fade to dust, it, you know, boom. Okay, he catches it right back. And I'm just the like, ah, I love these yeah, yeah. boomerangs. Yep. I'm so into it. Uh, I also just love saying the word boomerang, as you can tell. Um, Say it in an Australian accent. It's even more fun. Boomerang. <laughs> That's the best <laughs> I could do. Uh, so Haro gets the scarab. And... So Mark says he's going to, oh, right. So now Steven is trapped in this, in, in the mirror dimension. And he's like, Hey, all right, job's done. Get me out of this now. Like I want my life back. Like you've been take, you've been tearing apart my life. Like I just, you know, I want to get my life back on track here. And Mark's mm-hmm. like, listen, buddy, I just need to pay my debt. I got to do what I got to do. And then you'll never hear from me ever again, because we know the big driving factor now with Mark is that the next avatar in line that Conchu has chosen to replace his wife is yeah. Layla. 
And mm-hmm. obviously Mark doesn't want Layla to go through everything mm-hmm. that he's Mark's been dealing with because maybe being some being the moon god's avatar or being anyone's avatar is not all it's cracked up to be. You maybe you gotta get yourself into some hinky situations. So he doesn't want that for his wife. And that's probably been like the driving the the wedge that's been like, you know, separating mm-hmm. them for a long yep. time now in, in their marriage and in their relationship, probably. Uh, it's just all been, been about Mark protecting her somehow. So uh, Conchu says, you know, like, we, we, the scarab's gone. We have to move on to plan B now. And uh, Mark's like, where, where are we going? And Conchu just says, where the hell do you think? And so we cut to a Steven, you know, in a mirror was it steven oh well i assumed because mark wasn't looking at the mirror oh right like right, mark okay. was you know on the floor drinking and then we just saw, we saw the reflection oh, okay, i'm yeah, assuming yeah. of steven being oh like, gotcha i thought you meant I... the one on the floor drinking was steven. oh was no, like, no, no, oh, no 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 steven's so it's, trapped yeah it's a drinking drunk drunken mark sitting on the floor of this bedroom with the mirror image of steven uh, sitting on the bed and uh he we we open the blinds to see the pyramids of giza i don't yeah. i mean uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's yeah, where they yeah. are great I mean, so yes we, that's what they are and the great pyramids giza of giza is a town. yeah great. i don't know if those are the pyramids of giza they're they, they are pyramids well I they are pyramids yeah. so they made me think the great pyramids you know the sure. most let's, famous let's pyramid arguably Arguably the most famous pyramids, I'd say. At least in Egypt, yeah. In in Egypt, for <laughs> sure. Anywhere. Uh, I, you know what? It's just so weird because, like, I've never seen a pyramid, and it's like makes me sad to think about. Like, like in I've person? Never seen a pyramid. No, I don't think so. Right? Yeah, me neither. I don't think there are any here. I mean, I guess if you go to, like the museums, they have like little ones, but like. I, yeah. I, like how cool must that be to see it in person anyway i thought the effects here were actually pretty good because they look kind of real unlike you know that, yeah. that death on the nile movie that just came out the the murder on the york when express sequel they look so yeah. fake in that they're like you can very oh. tell you can tell very much that it's like a green screen that they're walking up next to and i'm like this this looked cool like as soon as you open the window i was like ooh, or open the blinds or whatever i was like oh this is cool. yeah very cool everything's so cool this show is cool 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 and so that was our episode two dill yeah, so now we kind of, like, establish that, like, the premise of the show is, like, who can get to this tomb first? Because yeah. Arthur's got the, the what's, what's it called? The um, scarab. scarab to help him navigate. And Stephen slash Mark doesn't. And Stephen's also trapped in the mirror dimension, as we call it. And Stephen and Mark is on the outside, but it looks like Mark is also dealing with shit because he's, like, got this estranged wife who apparently he wanted a divorce from and we see him drinking which means maybe there's other issues going on there um Mm -hmm. very interested to see how this shapes out especially because we have a villain here who seems like he has a motive that kind of makes sense even though some of it's also kind of fucked up kind of like a thanos like like landon made this comparison like it's very much like thanos where like you understand where he's coming from but it's still villainous enough that like you're gonna root against it but at the same time we don't know necessarily what conchu's deal is and even mark's deal is like we don't know how much you know because we've only seen things now from steven's perspective it'll be interesting now if we keep this up with mark's perspective to see exactly the ins and outs of like the motives of all these characters and like the relationships of all of them and i'm very excited because i think now it's like now this is where we're gonna like get into the plot of it whereas these first two episodes have almost kind of been setting up the situation and the character and i like that but i think now we're gonna like get into like the actual action of the main objective which is gonna be cool and then after they get there to the tomb who knows what's going to happen. And I don't know where that's going to go from there, but I'm excited to find out. Yeah. Um, it's something else that I wanted to bring up, Dill, yeah. that I remembered while I was watching this episode is that in the first episode, we, you know, we had that funny bit when we were talking uh, about the concept of an avatar and he said, Oh, mm-hmm. the blue people, Oh, the anime. And I, you know, I remember um, Ethan Hawke's character, Haro said that like, Oh, you know, the gods, turn their back on Amit, you know, everyone, you know, disgraced her, even her avatar betrayed her. So now I'm curious as to who her avatar was, who was like, I'm not doing your dirty work anymore. And, you know, stabbed her in the back. So I'm curious Mm -hmm. to see if we, if we meet this person, if it's already a person we have met, I, uh, I don't know what's going on there, but I I I just remembered that. Yeah. I assume it's not 
Layla because like she's like next in line for Kanchu. Kanchu, uh, maybe yeah. it's someone we've already met. Maybe it's I, I don't think it would be Donna. She's the only other person like that we know well enough. Oh, the boss. Yeah, I don't think it's Donna. Um, maybe it's someone we haven't met yet. I, I think because I, I don't think anyone we have met unless it's one of those F- FBI or I don't I don't know. The poli- don't like the, the police. fake yeah, police I officers. Yeah, I don't. I really don't know. I, I'm assuming we haven't met them yet. If we are going to meet her previous avatar, you know. Yeah. yeah. Any ideas but, of who it could be? Honestly, maybe. I. I mean, maybe this is kind of a long shot, though. Like maybe it was Mark, and then Mark what betrayed the her. What if it's the mom? It's the and mom that's, that's not answering. That the she's, mom that's just not that he's leaving yet? voicemails to. Mm, maybe it's the mom. I, I don't know. This is gonna Could be very be. interesting because I I love this. This feels like the most like out of the loop we've been since Wandavision, where like we got to piece it all together. And the one episode that I think is the weakest of Wandavision is where they like go through telling you what has been going on this whole time. Because I like being in that state of mystery more than I like them saying, "Well, here's what what's been going on behind the scenes." And I hope we don't get that anytime soon. I hope we still are like in Stephen and Mark's headspace as this is going on because I like kind of being in on the mystery and not knowing the answers to things because i think it makes it much more engaging and worth repeat viewings and just like like more watchable that way you know what i mean i don't know if that's the same for everyone but i'm very much enjoying being out of the loop so that way when all these revelations come i'm like oh okay oh ah." you know what i mean (laughs) no yeah and it definitely feels like steven is going to kind of act as like a moral compass for for Mark and for all of these characters, because he's, you know, he's just like, he's your Joe Schmo. He's just this average mm-hmm. guy. And like, yeah, maybe this is a world that like Mark's really had to, you know, I got to do what I got to do. He's been in a lot of those situations. Yeah. And, you know, maybe now with Mark, I mean, Steven in the mirror dimension, he doesn't make, <clears throat> excuse me. He doesn't always like do the bad things that he mm-hmm. might have done in the past. Well, and also the question is going to be now, is this more of Mark's story now with Steven kind of being that like background voice mm-hmm. in conscience, or is it going to go back to like a 50 50 or is it going to go back to Steven with Mark being the conscious? Cause so far what we've seen is it's been Steven as the protagonist with Mark as kind of like this, like devil on the shoulder telling, or kind of, I guess more angel because he's trying to like guide him through it. But like, you know, this darker presence lurking behind him but like i wonder if it's going to be now more 50 split or if we're going to get a lot more mark now with steven in the background it's gonna be interesting because i think oscar isaac does both of this so both sides of the coin so well and i think that's one thing totally performance is just keeping me engaged and ethan hawk's performance too Uh, i hate how every time he takes a step you can hear the broken glass i hate that but like i love it also at the same time yeah um but like it's really these performances are really really engaging to where like i'm really excited to see where they take it um, and I really don't have anything else to say because I'm, I'm just excited. You know, I don't want to yeah. dive any further into like Easter eggs or anything because I don't want to know. I want to be in on the mystery, you know? No, yeah, me too. Cool. I'm, I'm going to be on the search now for these QR code. Co- oh, yeah. QR code. Co- I'm, I'm assuming codes. they're still, I got oh, you. My gosh. I'm assuming they're still valid. <laughs> so you can even go back and, and watch them. But yeah, um, yeah, that was Moon Knight episode two. So we are going to be back next week with Moon Knight episode three. Um, there are six total, so at some point in April, we will need to do a double episode because one of these episodes is going to be trivia, which we're still in the process of you know figuring out. And you know, we got an episode of Draft Day coming up, which Kelsey's going to be a part of. Um, just just different things uh, on the channel, and uh, it's going to be fun scheduling it all. But we will be back next week for episode three of Moon Knight. Um, you can find me at all those socials down there if you're watching on video, Dylan underscore Randazzo at Twitter and Letterboxd, TikTok, Dylan Randazzo 417, and the Dill Pickle Movie Network if you're watching on video. If you're not, if you're listening, Thank you for listening and please go to the YouTube channel and give us a like and subscribe just to help our channel grow while we help the podcast grow because the podcast has really been growing nicely. Um, We want all those people listening to be viewing as well. Even if you don't have the time to view, at least give us the like, at least give us a subscription so we can like get more eyes on this podcast in general because I think Kelsey especially has a lot of good stuff to say and I'm here to like (laughs) add a joke or two every now and then. But um, Kelsey, we're going to find you. No, it's 50-50. Come on, Dill. Give yourself more credit than that. I'm I'm much more the Steven to your Mark in this sense. You know what I mean? Oh my God. You think I'm I'm a badass like Mark? That's such a compliment. You're on your shit always like in terms of like knowing everything that's going on. I'm just kind of like out here throwing (laughs) theories, throwing jokes, trying to make other parallels to flamingos that don't have any relevance to the episode, but I'm going to add anyway for the sake of our listeners just that's why we work me. so well Bill. <laughs> sure we're the dynamic um, duo that's right uh where can they find you 
Uh, they can find me on Instagram at Kelsey A. Kilpatrick. They can follow me on TikTok at Cause13, K-O-Z-13. Or you can check out my YouTube channel, Cause Productions. I am in the process of moving right now, so it's not going to be that active. But as soon as I'm all moved in, I'm moving in with my scene partner, my bestie girl, uh, Leah. Oh, my God. What's Leo. her name? We were Leo. talking about Zodiac, so it's like I get how Leo, Leo. is still in your brain. Yeah. yeah. Libra, Leo. Oh, my gosh. No. Lily Literally. Rebello, and we are, are creating a bunch of cool shorts on there, so you can check those out if you want. Um, cool. Dill, I just noticed your hat. Did you uh, watch opening day? Did I watch hat. opening day? Did you Am go? I wearing my hat by circumstance? I, I did not go. Uh, yesterday, okay. I actually was coming from a whole week of callbacks, and I was in Jersey. I just didn't want to rush into the city to go for opening day. Gotcha. Today, there was rain in the forecast, and you know my roommates weren't going, but some uh, tomorrow – Tomorrow I will be there. Um, Amazing for, for Yankees Red Sox game three. I'm very very excited. Um, it's been a good start. Uh, I don't uh, know if we so swept. far so you know, good. You guys are listening to this Monday. I have not seen the third game yet, but so far so good. Uh, we'll we'll keep the keep hope alive. Uh, <laughs> either way, we won the series, so I'm very happy. Um, but yeah, it, it was a very exciting opening day and the second game. I mean, we get homers from Rizzo and Stanton twice. It's pretty awesome. Um, Stanton now six consecutive games against the Red Sox with a home run. Just saying. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, love to all the baseball fans out there. What, no matter what sport or which team you back, baseball's back. We're very excited. And um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Thank you for noticing that. Thank you for giving me that little morale boost at the end. Uh, my yeah, team of course. Um, <laughs> are you a Yankee fan? Or they no? sure You're, do. Yeah, you are. I am a Yankees okay. fan. That's what I thought. Good. good, good. <laughs> um, <laughs> there aren't many. I mean, there are in our area, but but you'd be surprised. The rest of the world kind no, of No, I us. know. And I didn't realize I that until I went to college. I was like, wow, yeah, <laughs> people don't like the Yankees? Okay. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a rough culture shock. But um, <laughs> but you know what everyone loves? They love Marvel, and they're getting more next week. We'll see you for episode three next week. See you guys. Peace out.